All right, everybody. I don't know if y'all are ready for this, but I sure am. Today, we have the honored guest, Air Force veteran, who while obtaining her doctoral degree, specialized in research regarding clergy member mental health, Black Americans in mental health, racial microaggressions, and the experiences of people of color in higher education, who mm -hmm. currently holds the position as counselor practicum training coordinator and personal counselor at San Antonio College, as well as psychology fellow at Trinity University, the highly esteemed Dr. Aisha Woods with us in the power plant today. How you doing? I'm in this thing. All right. I'm let's in this thing. Plug, let's <laughs> plug in. All right. Right here. So right now, there is somebody who is buried underneath the weight of a false narrative they believe about themselves, who is going mm -hmm. to see this and going to say, I can relate to her story. She is from where I'm at. And I'm not talking about a geographical location. I'm talking about a mindset and a set of circumstances. And they're going to see this and say she navigated her way out of a place I cannot see my way out of. So, Dr. Aisha Woods, this is your hour to amp the people up with the power of your story. Let's electrify. I'm with it. All right. So knowing what you know now, what would you tell the 18-year-old version of yourself? And could you give us a glimpse as to what was going on in that young woman's life? Mm. 18, 18. Let me see. 18, 2001. I graduated high school, May 2001. I was 17 at the time. I turned 18 that summer. Um, little background, back up a, a year Three weeks after turning 17 in the year 2000, I left home. Home was toxic, not a great environment. Uh, parents uh, struggling with drug abuse and um, all kinds of things like that. And I knew that if I was going to be successful, I had to get out. Wow. So I did something that I'm not going to recommend people do. But if anybody's ever had to be in survival mode, you know, sometimes you got to get creative. Right. And I went and secured an apartment at 17 years old, I changed my date of birth and I said I was born in 1982 instead of 83. So it looked like I had just turned 18, even though I had just turned 17. Wow. Signed a lease and had an apartment, got some furniture from Renner Center and Ooh. started my senior year of high school in my new efficiency apartment. Wow. I have been on my own and alone since that time, which was now, what, 21, 20-something years ago. Um, yeah, so I remember my, my, my friends in high school, some of their parents being rather judgmental about uh, their young adults spending time with somebody that had their own place and how that was inappropriate. She doesn't have any supervision and, you know, no, you can't go over there. And I, and I remember just thinking to myself, it was necessary for me to survive. If I was going to make it, I had to get out. So right. there is somebody that's probably stuck in a place trying to figure out what to do. Get out. Get out. Whatever means necessary, whatever that means to you, get out. Get to a place that you can start fresh. Get to a place where you can have a chance. Uh, and I, I kept that little apartment, right, probably until after I turned 18. 
uh, and moved in with a friend. And, and that friend happened to be in the Air Force. Wow. I never knew anything about the military. I know I had like some older uncles that served. Um, but after spending time with that friend, I was like, man, your life is pretty good. You you go to work. They give you housing. Let me look a little bit more about this Air Force thing. I was going to college. I had started at San Antonio College. I was still working full time. Um, and I was not doing great in school, even though I, I'm pretty smart. But uh, you just have to have a certain type of discipline to obtain education after high school. And I just didn't have it. Um, yeah. So my advice to 18 year old me, man, run, do what you need to do. I had a a scholarship to Grambling, uh, out of high school and could not accept the scholarship because I literally didn't have anybody to take me. Wow. I had no idea how I was going to get from San Antonio, Texas to Grambling State University. And as a result, I had to forfeit that scholarship. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if I would call it a regret, but I think about it often because I wonder what I would have done had I made it there. Right. So, yeah, yeah. 18 year old me had a very interesting experience. I'd already been, quote unquote, grown or at least yeah. so I thought. Uh, but now sitting at 38 years old, I can tell you I was not grown. <laughs> <laughs> I was not grown. Not what I thought. Um, right. But I was a survivor. Yeah. And uh, I, I would definitely tell her, keep pushing. Better wow. days are coming, baby. Keep pushing. Yes, ma'am. All right. Can you tell us the story of how you discovered the gift that lives within you? I I think that happened rather early for me. When I think about the concept of the idea of a gift, I think about what it is in me that naturally comes and produces. So when I say naturally comes, meaning what is it in me that's not taught? Come on Uh, now. That's the gift. That's the thing that God instilled in me when 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 he was building my mama and my daddy. He said, there's yes. a producer her and she's going to have some things in her that I am going to gift to her. Uh, and, and there's a few things that I think God gifted to me. One of those things is the ability to learn and listen. Uh, I am a psychologist by trade. I, I tell people all the time I'm a professional secret keeper. People okay. pay me to take, take their secrets, listen, and, and help them develop uh, a better sense of self, a better sense of life. And I think I have the ability to do that because I am naturally authentic. Wow. Who you see is who you get. That, Dr. Williams is, true. you do know that to be true. <laughs> and, that, and, and there was a time where I felt like that wasn't okay. Mm. There was a time I felt like I needed to wear a mask in one place and I needed to present in another place and various titles that I've had in my life when I was Staff Sergeant Woods or when I became First Lady Z or when I became Dr. This, all of these various titles at some point made me feel like I needed to adjust me. And I was like, "Mm -mm, that's absolutely not true. So when I embraced the gift of my authenticity, I definitely took to the liking of you will accept me as I am or you won't. And that's okay. Come on now. Oh, and I got that's it. Okay. That's power, y'all. That's I it. I love it. That's I it. love it. Okay, can you tell us the story of uh, when and how you discovered that you had a responsibility to share that gift with the world? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think for a long time, I, I can be honest and say even now, I feel like I don't really have a whole lot to say. And when I when I when I mean that is that everybody has experiences, right? Everybody comes up from the gutter. Everybody experiences strife and heartache and things of that nature. In my mind, 
my experience is no worse or no better than anyone else's. I think what shifts me and what separates me and made me get to the place of, yeah, Aisha, you do have some things you need to share. You do have some things that you need to say. I've had experiences that other people have not had that I believe other people probably would not have made it out of. I've unfortunately been on my deathbed not once but twice. When they brought the priest in and said, go ahead and let's pray. You need to get your affairs in order because you're not going to make it through the weekend. So, yeah. So I said, okay, let's go ahead and have this conversation because these people just told me I'm getting ready to cash out of here. Here we are six years later and a whole doctor. Come on. No, not your story. story. Come on. And And a whole doctor in these streets. And I think it was at that time of being told there was a time stamp on my life and having defied what it was the doctor stated was going to come to pass. And this is why I think that gift of authenticity came in because I said, well, if, if I'm a go, I'm going with the wheels blazing. What you say? So God, everything that you have for me, everything that you destined for me to do, if these people say I got five years, we got to do it in four. Come on. And that's literally where it got to the place of I have a responsibility to make sure people who think They don't have anything to say. People who think their voice is not welcomed. People who have this idea that because they are at a certain place in their life, they can't do certain things. It is my responsibility to tell you that all of that is not true. You can be a 50-year-old college student. You can be a 60-year-old person married for the first time. You can become a mom or a dad at 40. All of those things. We put these constraints on our lives based on what we see in our society. Mm. And when we do that, We limit so much of our own potential. We limit so much of what we have the ability to do because they said you didn't get that done in time. They said you're a little old for that. Mm. They said. So when we start taking charge of they and start saying, "Mm, I'm not really worried about what they said. What do I feel? What do I need? What do I want? That's what I'm talking about. That is that's going to be the voice. That's it. Listen to what she just said. Play it back a hundred times if you need to. This is wisdom. This is knowledge, wisdom, and understanding all packed together in one short few sentences. Like, yeah. this is amazing. This is amazing. Um, how did you make belief reality? Like, like you were you were you came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where you you didn't see mm-hmm. the example was not there, but yeah. how did you make belief like something inside you become who you are today? How did you do that? I I, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, I saw me crossing the stage before I took my first master's level class. I saw it. I I wrote it. I'm a journaler. Um, I wrote at some point in my life, I, I have a laptop that I've had for, I don't know, 20 some odd years. This laptop is old, old. And if you look at my, uh, my login on that laptop, it says Dr. A.O. Woods. Come I didn't on, even have man. a bachelor's degree at the time, but that is how I identified myself on that laptop. Um, and I keep that laptop for that purpose. I keep that laptop. I saw it. I wanted it. Who's who, who's the rapper? Lil Flip, seen it, want it, bought it, own it. Come on, when I man. saw it, 
I went and got it. And, and I think that's important too, right? To yeah. be able to, to manifest in yourself what you see for yourself. And sometimes that can be hard. I'm not a person that dreams big. I'm a worker bee. You okay. tell me what your vision is. I'm going to take it and I'm going to make it happen. I'm not a big dreamer. But what I do have the ability to do is execute. Very, very. I am an executor. I gets it done. There so what go. I do is I rely on my strengths to be able to say, no, I don't see myself as mayor. But if I see somebody else that sees themselves as mayor, I'm going to help them get to that point because that's where my strength lies. Identify where your strengths are inside of you. When you want to make things from just a belief to actually reality, what are you strong at? And how can we use that to make your belief become your reality? Come on now. Come on. (laughs) This is better than gold. You hear me? Um, What would you like to share with uh, the listeners, the viewers about what is on the horizon for Dr. Aisha Woods and uh, where they can interact with you uh, in the online community and uh, locally. Yeah. Uh, so let me tell you how funny God is. He's that guy. He's something else. Uh, just about two hours ago, uh, I received notification. notification. I have been picked up to be a breakout presenter. Uh, at the Pulmonary Hypertension Association 2022 International Conference. Come on. Uh, So I have a lung condition called pulmonary arterial hypertension. Uh, It's very, very rare. And um, as a result, there's a a small community of us, but the research in the community is worldwide. Um, They have a conference every other year that travels the world. The conference happens to be in Atlanta this June. And I was notified a few hours ago, I will be one of the breakout presenters. Uh, And that's going to be massive where I get an opportunity to share what my story has been and my experience has been having a career while managing pulmonary hypertension. Wow. Uh, What it has been to to travel with a backpack with oxygen tank and uh, probably enough medications to to uh, heal a small country. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> and and getting a chance to share that. So I'm highly, highly looking forward to it, feeling extremely honored and blessed to even be in a position to uh, be able to speak to folks about what this experience has been. Uh, my website is scheduled to launch uh, actually within the next hour. So whenever this airs, oh. it should already be live. Yes, DrIshaBreathes.com, uh, which is yes. also my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle. Um and, and what, what I'm talking about on my, my website, essentially, is, is, is really a one-stop shop. Uh, I often get called on for workshop presentations and panelists and things like that. And I said, all I can do is give people my, my email address. I said, I think at, at this point, it's probably time to go ahead and make this thing real. Yes, um, indeed. So, yeah, I started 2022 uh, in prayer and fasting and just asking God for some guidance on how do you want me to present? How do you want me to get to your folks uh, right. and make sure that I'm, I'm able to do what it is you're calling me to do. And that's what we're doing. So we're launching this website, uh, getting ready to, to prep for this presentation. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm, I want to say I'm all over the place, but I'm also right here at the same time. Thank I absolutely you. love having conversations with what I identify as the lay community, meaning people who don't work in mental health. Um, you'd be surprised at how many people just really want to know what does anxiety feel like? What does that mean? Right. Am I depressed or am I just sad? Is this grief or is this uh, something else? And I really enjoy having conversations with folks 
um, just to give them an understanding of what it means to uh, identify mental health, what it means to kind of take care of mental health, and, and to normalize the fact that, hey, you go see a dentist for a checkup at least twice a year. It's right. completely OK for you to go see a mental health professional for that same checkup at least twice a year. Uh, I want us to be a, a, a people that are OK with having some conversations about how we're feeling. Yes. And, and I think that is going to be my job for the masses to create that safe space, that comforting space and allowing you to be authentically you. Come on. And, and whatever that looks like, you get to present uh, for me. And that's going to be all right. That's amazing. I just want to share this with you. Um, I knew that I wanted you on this show before the show was even the show. Uh, I was at church mm -hmm. and you were on stage singing and you stopped and you said, and I'll never forget it because it struck me in such a wonderful way. You said, how dare anybody give God half a praise? Mm. I'm up. If mm. I can be up here mm. with only a percentage of lung capacity and I'm singing my heart out to God. You should be able to get up on your feet and show thanks. Mm. And that thing took me out. I'm, I'm here to tell you that thing took me out and took me spiritually to another level. And I wow. get to have you on this show and say thank wow. you. Wow. Thank you. Because you wow. never know the impact that one thing you say will have on a person. Mm -hmm. And that, that changed the game for me. And um, I remember that. I remember that. I want to say that might have been one of my days I was saturating rather low. And I think I had a responsibility to maybe even lead a song. And oh. I was like, I don't know if I got the air today to do it. Wow. Uh, but it was one of those things. God, you know what I need to do? You, you, you know what I'm here to do. Thank you for that. And thank you for your time. Everybody. I'm going to post her information. If you are local, if you're not local, I'm telling you, watch her shine. She is one of the people that blesses this community just by being who she is, period. Then becoming a doctor and, and then administering to people the way that she does a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. Thank you so very much for being with us here in the power plant. Everybody stay plugged in, stay in touch and in tune with each other. Check up on your people because yes. things are going on around and we need each other. Yes. We need yes. each yeah. other. Thank so, you so much for the opportunity, for the conversation. What you are creating is so necessary. Thank, thank you. you for it. Thank you. Well, again, thank you for your time. We are going to uh, bring this to a close. And again, I will post everything, uh, the ways that people can get in touch with you. Uh, appreciate everything. Again, everybody stay plugged in. Until next time. To change the narrative in your life, take the next step. 
Invest in yourself and book a life strategy coaching session with me at www.beliefinteriordesign.com. Let's start the journey of making belief reality.